Wildcats to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Women's Hoop Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, chat a little hoops. As always, we've got the returning champion and uh, long-standing fan of Weber State Women's Hoops, Brooke Minnick. Brooke, how was your week? It was all right. Wish we could have had a few Weber women wins, but yeah. <laughs> the, the Montana roadie is tough. It's, I think, yes. the toughest road trip in the conference on both sides for the men and the women. Uh, it's always a tough, tough roadie. And so, yeah, it did not go super well for the Wildcats. Both teams up in Montana are very good right now. So just didn't go our way. We'll talk a little bit about that. Anything else cool happening in the wide world of Brooke? Um... No. <laughs> okay. You usually have good trips planned. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, my next trip is to Boise this weekend for a funeral. So that's not very fun, yeah. but I get to see my nephew. So that's one good thing. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You always have good trips for concerts all the time. Good yes. <laughs> That'll be March. <laughs> all right. It's coming up. Well, folks, uh, let's talk a little bit about today's show. We are going to do the game recap of Montana State, uh, the game in Bozeman, and then the game in Missoula against Montana on Saturday. Then I've got a segment we're going to call Purple and White Hot Takes. We're going to give our hot takes for a couple of... I got three... I, I guess, how do I want to put this? Like three categories of hot take, and we're going to see what Brooke and I come up with here. And um, yeah, we're going to, we got, we got, we got some good stuff planned. I think I got some, I got some things uh, before we get into all that though. I want to encourage everyone, please subscribe to the show, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Great places to find us. Please tell your friends and family about Weber state weekly. If you know that they got fellow wildcat fans um, in your family, I, I missed the boat. I should have said this last week. Everyone's probably getting together, hanging out for super bowl. But uh, if you know that there you have Wildcat fans in your family or in your circle of friends, like, hey, there's this great podcast that talks about Weber State sports. Let them know about Weber State Weekly. You can also turn us on to our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great places to chat with us. And then Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. That's where we've been posting our premium preview. And I've uh, been trying to cook up some other things to put there to kind of sweeten the pot for our longtime and loyal Patreon supporters. So thank you to them. And if you want to become one, go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly and pledge to become a patron. And uh, we'd appreciate your support. So now, Brooke, let's talk about this. Um, like we said, Thursday night in Bozeman against the reigning champs against Montana State. And then Saturday against Montana, who has... Uh, is a team that's surging, right? That's a team that has played fairly well in the last little bit. Um, they're putting it together. I don't know. Just give me your, what's your initial impression of these two games? Because obviously the Wildcats did lose both of them. Um, but I wondered like, is there any redeeming qualities here? Is it a burn the tape situation? How did you walk away from this weekend feeling after what you saw on ESPN plus? Well, I feel like, it was a tale of two halves for both games. Yeah. First half of Montana state game was good. Second half was mostly third quarter was eh. Grizzlies game against the Grizz. It was bad first half. Okay. Second half. So kind of a bit of a burn the tape, I guess. <laughs> a burn the tape weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it burn is some tough. halves. <laughs> yeah, burn some halves. That's for sure. Because that, that's kind of one of my biggest gripes with, with this last week was that there were moments where the Wildcats looked really, really good, that they were competitive. Like you said, that second half, that Montana game. I mean, they're right there. They they actually won the third quarter by five points and they were competitive in the fourth quarter. But they had dug such a hole in the first half. They scored nine points in the first quarter, sec, uh, six points in the second quarter. And you're down, I think they were down 21. So it's just really, really difficult, like we've talked about in previous games, where it's just like you dig the hole early, difficult to deal with that. So, but then, like you said, the Montana State game was kind of the reverse, where they were competitive in that first half. It looked they actually ended up going in at halftime up two. So it was like, man, this is great. Like they're competitive. You know, they've they've come out to play against the reigning champs. And man, things just the wheels just fell off in that third quarter. And then the fourth quarter. They just went off. And I think a lot of that was, you know, a lot of those, those numbers are free throws, you know? So like you look at it and you see 33 in the fourth quarter, you're like, what is that? It's like, it's fouls. Both teams started to get a lot of free throws in the fourth quarter. It is what it is, but they shot a really high percentage. And a lot of those balls came off of turnovers, fast break points. So it's tough because they were right there. I felt like it was sort of like the tournament game against Montana state last year. Do you where mm-hmm. first half competitive, you're right there with them. Second half, Darian white takes over and that's all she wrote. Yeah, that's exactly just <sighs> dang it. Yeah. Same old, same old. Darian white's good. What can yeah. we say? Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about some things that you liked. Anything that you liked in particular from this last couple of games? Um, I think, well, Darren Hickok and Jada Matthews against Montana State for sure. Um, yeah, good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Darren with 20 points, four steal. She was nine of 11 from free throw. Um, Jada with 15. She was seven of nine from the free throw line. Um, our turnovers were below average at 14. Yeah. Um, Averaging. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me pull up really quickly. Turnovers right now for the Wildcats. Averaging as a team, 16.5. Yeah. Within conference play. So yeah, 16.5 is your average. You're right there below it at 14. Yeah. Um, and then um, we made five three-pointers, which is different. <laughs> compared to their two. So I felt like that was pretty good. And then also I've almost forgot this, but Darren had a buzzer beater in the first half. Like that. <laughs> Love that. It's a nice way to inject some, some energy into the building, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that first half there was, it was good. It was a lot of energy, you know, everybody making some shots, won the half and then second half happened and <laughs> that's where it all kind of fell apart. But a few good things from the first half of that game. Um, I did like uh, at Montana, they, Laura Taylor with her 10 points. Sadly, that was, was she the, she was the leader, leading yeah. scorer of that game, which is different. <laughs> yep. um, bench points was 22 compared to their nine, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, and we out rebounded them by five, 40 to 35. Um, it, So I want to, I kind of mentioned, I wrote down that they did spread a little bit of more of the scoring in the Montana game, but it wasn't that good either. We had a lot of players with multiple points, but it was too spread out. 
Yeah, just the numbers weren't there, right? Like you said, the only Wildcat in double figures in that one was Laura Taylor, who comes off the bench. She does play 30 minutes, but she comes off the bench and is three of nine from the field, two of those, uh, two of eight from three-point land. And so it's just, it's tough because you do like to see it spread out, but you also need to keep that production up from your starters like Jaden Matthews and, and Monka Darren Hickok. Yeah. Yeah, them, um, Darren with eight and Jaden with six is just not good. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just tough, right? And so what I would say is I liked that we saw that this is a team that they can be competitive with anybody in the conference. Now, they were, they were not in the game when they, when they hit the third quarter, right? They're down 21 yeah. at the half to a very good Montana team who right now um, sits in third place, tied for second place technically with Northern Arizona at nine and five in conference play. Um, so it's just they are they can compete with the best teams in the conference. They really can, but then you you have head scratchers like the game against Northern Colorado where you let that one slip away. That was a very winnable game, and you don't win it. Um, and yeah. so there's just there are times where it looks like they really could be a middle of the pack team at, at the very bare minimum, but they just can't put all the pieces together and put together four quarters. They just cannot do it. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't get that. It, they're not a terrible team. Like their record no. shows. It's just can't put it all together all at one time. I yeah. just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, and, and in the instance that we can think of in conference play where they did put it all together, they won. They beat, mm -hmm. they beat an Eastern team who doesn't stink Eastern right now sitting at, you know, one, two, three, four, fifth place in the conference at seven and six. You can say, well, Colby, they're one game above 500. Sure. But Weber state is in the basement at one and 12 with a 77, you know, a 7% winning percentage right now. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just beating Eastern is, I, I, it's an example of what you could do if you, could put together that consistency and we're just not seeing it because we have a, a great game from Monka and, and Darren, uh, Darren Hickok and Jaden Matthews in the game in Bozeman and then just fall off a cliff in Missoula on Saturday. And there's just no offensive production. The Wildcats only muster 48 points in that one. Mm. <sighs> Yeah. Any other things that you want to talk about that you liked from these two games? Um, I guess uh, with the game against Montana, this isn't, um, I mean, um, an, uh, I guess an amazing stat, but, um, or stats that points in the paint, we were 24 to, and 24. I mean, it feels okay, good that we're together. Same with second chance points at seven to seven, fast break five to five. So those aren't amazing numbers, but it feels better that they're the same <laughs> with yeah. how the game went. <laughs> yeah. And you're right there in a lot of statistical categories, right? But mm -hmm. you're not right there in the ones that matter the most, which is yeah. making buckets and getting rebounds, yeah. which in that Montana game, you just, you weren't close. And that's no. where, that's where the game is won or lost. But in all these other categories, yeah, like they're right there. And so, like we said, you can see the, the potential there mm -hmm. but there are five games left in the season now plus one in the conference tournament you will get at least one yeah and who knows it's just you know yeah. the hour is getting late yep 
just a matter of who's going to show up and when. <laughs> show up for four quarters. Yes. For, for, yes. That's, that's what I want to see. <laughs> I, know, I know that Eastern Washington game was just pretty much good all around. What, what happened to that team? We see what? it in spurts, but. Bring back those assist numbers. Bring, I mean, yeah. people, people yeah. probably get tired of hearing me say that so much because I say it on the men's show all the time and I say it on this show all the time. But like, I'm telling you, man, you get those assist numbers up, you're going to win a lot of games because you're going to get a lot of easy buckets, lots and lots of easy buckets with good off ball movement. And you just aren't seeing it right now. You're not finding folks. You're not fooling the defense, you know, making them commit. And so it's just, yeah. Yeah. You're not getting those assist numbers up. Whereas if you get the rebounds numbers up and the rebound numbers have been pretty good, get the assist numbers up and and you're in. (laughs) Let's flip the script. Now things you didn't like from this one. Um, And we could, (laughs) we could pick lots of things. Yeah, pretty much Montana state game. The third quarter, Uh, we scored a nine points compared to their 16. And that's kind of where it just turned. Um, rebounding. I mean, we weren't too far off. We had 32, they had 40, um, points in the paint. We had 22, they had 38. That should be our, you know, our game is to try to get it downloaded Jaden, but wasn't, (laughs) um, I mean, bench points 16 and they had 34, um, only five assists. Like you, (laughs) you know, you keep hinting at, we need more assists. Yeah. You got to assist. You have to. (laughs) Yeah, and, yeah, and, five and Monk, and, and Monka fouled out in that game, by the way. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After so getting like a so double double. Yeah, yeah that that game feels so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday was, uh, was an age ago. It feels. I mean, yeah, it's crazy how time's gone. But I mean, yeah, just uh, second chance point seven. And they had ten fast break. We had seven. They had twenty. Um, I just. That's turnovers, man. Yeah. Yep. Sadly. Yeah. Um, and then turnovers in Montana, 17 and they had eight. Yeah. They did. And then the first half, like we've talked about the first half, just it pretty much set the rest of the tone of the game. I mean, they were better in the second half of a little, well, yeah. In the second half, but I just, that's cold start uh, again. <laughs> hey, let me get your take on this Brooke. So, uh, Last week, the games were in the palace, right? Uh, this week, mm-hmm. obviously, we talked about they were on the road. But um, did you go to the palace this weekend? Did you go to any of the games, the Montana State game or the Montana game? Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've seen it, if you watched on TV at all. Uh, student sections got these new like big heads. They got these like cardboard cutout big heads. And like one of them is the Kool-Aid guy, but he's purple. Oh, nice. I didn't <laughs> see that one. <laughs> they got Napoleon Dynamite out there. They got crying Michael Jordan. They got Waldo. Like, I'm, uh, man, like, part of me wishes that I could be a student again. Well, technically, I'm a student. I'm a master's <laughs> student, but like, it's kind of weird when you're hanging out with like a bunch of Gen Zers and you're like, boy, you a master's degree student? Like, get out of here, man. Yeah. Section's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's how I feel. Go sit with your kids. <laughs> but like, watching them have that stuff out there just like brings so much joy to my heart, man. It's like, oh, they're out there having a good time. Like, this is great. It makes the atmosphere so much better in the palace. It, it does. Yeah. I saw pictures and of some of the videos on social media, but I, yeah, I wasn't there, unfortunately. But I wonder whatever happened to my cut, you know, the cutouts they did a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Did you get mine out? 
<laughs> just get Brooke Medic out there in the student section. Just get yeah, because I did the same thing. I, uh, I paid, I paid the money to have one out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish they had printed a lot more of those. Cause if, if mm-hmm. you remember during the pandemic, I, I remember I was watching, this is why I love ESPN plus. Cause you just like watch rando teams. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched Grand Canyon for some reason. Oh, I think we played them. I think that's why I was watching Grand mm-hmm. Canyon. Wildcats played them down there and they had a ton in their arena. They had so many of those yes. cardboard cutouts, like so many. And it, it really did feel like there were people there because they had so many. Whereas like, yeah. we only had like a few, you know, it was just like, yeah. was like a handful over here in this one section. I wish they had printed a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. It's a big yeah. arena. But. I wonder what ever happened to those because they were going to have the coaches sign them and then give them to us. So I wonder. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Randy Ray and Blada were going to sign them and then they were going to have a time you could come pick them up. I would have done that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would have been nice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to have like, just because. Yeah. Coach Ray, you know, and Coach V got the signature. Yeah. You know, I think, I think in mine, I was wearing the Dame jersey. And so it was just like, nice. yeah, I, would, I, I definitely would have done that. I would have picked it yeah. up. Yeah. But I, I don't know if somebody just threw them away and they were like, oh crap, we threw them away. We forgot. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We forgot. We needed to... Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, now it's what, three years later, pointless, but yeah, it is three I thought that... it's three years later. But holy cow. <laughs> but yeah. I just always wondered what happened. I didn't, I kind of forgot about it because I just kind of waited for them to say, okay, come pick up your cutout. And then it just months went by and I'm like, what the, oh yeah, where did those go? My coworker, yeah. like a year later, was like, "Did you ever get cut out?" I'm like, "No, oh, they never no, said anything." Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Like I said, I had no idea. Like I just bought one just to be funny, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be out there." Because I was watching it on TV. I was like, "Oh, that was my cutout." Right yeah, there. <laughs> I'm right there. That's me on camera. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, I don't know what ever happened to those. Oh well. But I, I've been loving all these new cutouts. They've been like the student section has yeah. been a ton of fun. Uh, they've been and they've been getting in the in the uh, players' heads too, man. Like so mm-hmm. on Thursday night, Montana State not having a good game against Weber State at all, and one of their top guys, Raekwon Battle, who was six man of the year basically for the conference last year. He was phenomenal coming off the bench for them. He's a starter this year for them. He's really really good. Um, they got they got in his head, man. And I saw the video on social where they were like talking to him and like, they weren't being, they weren't saying like cringy stuff where you're like, Oh bro. Like somebody needs to talk to him about that. Like they were trolling him. Don't get me wrong. They were trolling him, yeah. but like they didn't, they didn't get like crazy and say things that they would regret, you know? And, yeah. Uh, I, man, I just love that. And then later he ended up throwing like a, a paper cup at them or something. And it was just like, Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. So I love seeing that, man. It's like, oh, that is a competitive advantage that few have. And uh, if the Wildcats can leverage that, more power to them. So get get to the palace, man. Get out yeah. there and get loud. Because it's um, even when the Wildcats don't win. I mean, obviously, Saturday night did not go the Wildcats way. But yeah. man, games like that make it, make it a ton of fun. And this is a little random, but some girls have been going to the women's games and they've had cutouts of Vicky for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Random Vicky Para cutouts. Yeah. Man. So I'm I don't pro, know. I'm very pro that. Yeah. I don't know if what she does, you know, in her free time, if she volunteers somewhere and that's where they're, you know, I don't know, but it's been kind of funny to see random Vicky head. <laughs> I'm so pro that. I mean, you know, when, when we went, um, I think I did, I did bring a, 
I brought a sign. Yeah, I brought a sign. But yeah. all the times that I went to the games when we were in Utah and I'm very pro bringing the sign, man, because, you know, it's just like it's a nice little piece of fan culture. It's what gets people excited. You know, you get you on the Jumbotron, which I know Brooke loves. Mm-hmm. She loves getting on the Jumbotron. Yes. Uh, hey, I'll hold up a sign, but it'll just be in front of my face. <laughs> it's true. That, and that's what she did, because I brought a sign the last time that I went to a game last year. It was the it was the Montana game. We were sitting in your spot, you know, right there out near the baseline. And I had the sign. I had it was like a, the Splash Sisters, right? Yeah. Yep. Threes. And I was like, yeah. And then Brooke was like, nope, covering my face. <laughs> Don't want him to see me. But we did get on the Jumbotron and the Wildcats won that game. So I'm yep. just saying. When you, when Brooke, when you hold signs at the palace, <sighs> good things happen for this team. So I'm saying, try it out this weekend. Try it out. Okay. Okay. I'll try to think of something. <laughs> Bring a sign. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's, uh, let's name MVPs. Um, you want to name, I I've only got one name. Uh, well, I've got two, um, but you go ahead. Give me your MVPs first. Um, probably the easy one with um against Montana State, Darren Hickok. Yeah, Monko. Yeah, that's mine. She got the double double. She did foul out of the game, but she gets the double double. Man, like anytime you get that, I'm gonna be like, okay, you're in the running. And the buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I was just like, I was watching that on my iPad actually, and I was like, oh, buzzer beater! Like I just yelled it in my house. It was just. And everyone's like, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, sorry guys. And it kind of threw me because she um apparently her jersey was in her luggage that was lost by an airline oh Alaska. seriously i didn't know about <laughs> yeah. that yeah so she was number two 22 oh <laughs> i so i'm so like wait 22 that's what looks weird but her i had actually tweeted something about that and her mom replied and said that it's because alaska lost her luggage man yeah what a, nah, i yeah. i so you get some behind the scenes that right there. Brooke has got the connections yeah. with the team families here. Did not know that that was the case. So uh, I hope Monka gets her luggage back because that sucks. Losing your yeah. luggage worse. And I kind of have a confession. I don't, I didn't watch the Montana game. Um, and so I don't know if it was the same jerseys or not. So I don't know if she was wearing number 22 again or if they had taken another set for that game. But yeah. Anyway, long story. <laughs> for- <laughs> What about the Montana game? Got an MVP for Uh, that one? Well, it's kind of hard because I always want to go for Monka or Jaden. But. Oh. I mean, LT was the leading scorer at 10. She also played 30 minutes. So so LT is mine. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Because if you go back and you play the tape for the third quarter, uh, Wildcats are down big. It's not going well. They're down 21 at the half. And they sort of orchestrate a little bit of a comeback in that third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and they make some ground and they end up being down just... Um, they end up being down like 16 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, do I have that right? Yeah. But a lot of those points that kind of led to that, because the Wildcats win the third quarter, 1914, a lot of those points come off of things LT is doing. She's shooting. She's like doing this. She's hitting free throws. Like, like there were a lot of, a lot of those 10 points mm-hmm. that she scored came in that third quarter and were sort of like a spark to give the Wildcats a chance to be competitive again. Um, and they, and they made some ground, right? They did not make any more ground in the fourth quarter. They actually lost a little bit more 
a point. It was, it was 15, 14 in favor of the Grizz, but seeing that from LT was like, okay, that's, it's not necessarily the points total, but the, the, the way that she scored those points that I felt was like, yeah, this is a, at least a moment where they could have just been like, it's the end of the weekend. We just want to go home. Like we don't care. Uh, but no, she played and I thought it was great. Okay. Well then you sold me. All right. <laughs> so Brooke sold on LT. Same with me. Yeah. And I think, and I think same thing for, for the Montana state game, Monka with the double, double. It's too, it's too yeah. easy to go with that. So um, yeah. I'll just take the easy way out. I'm just going to go with yeah. Monka. <laughs> All right, so that's our recap of last week's games against Montana State and Montana. Um, those are two teams to watch, folks. If you're heading up to Boise here in a couple of weeks, um, those those teams will be... Um, those are going to be some really, really big games. And right now, I think Montana State has... They've played each other once, and I think they're going to play each other again coming up here. Let me just check their schedules. So, yeah, on... Uh, let's see, the, the 18th, what day is that? Is that Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday, right? Yes. Okay. So the 18th is Saturday, and they're going to play in Bozeman. So so Montana State has beat Montana in Missoula once. So they're going to have another Cat Grizz in Bozeman at the Brick. And Montana has really come on since then. And so I will be very, very interested to see because at that point, it'll be pretty much the two heavyweights because Montana State does not play Northern Arizona again. They actually lost big to Northern Arizona in the game in Flagstaff. Uh, let me check Montana, though, see if Montana's got to play Northern Arizona because they've been a very good team, um, but it'll be something to watch for. Sac State really has fallen off a cliff. They have yeah. not been as good. They, I thought that they were going to win the conference championship and then they really have taken a stumble. But looking at Okay, so the Grizz just played in Flagstaff this last weekend. And, well, it was a week ago. Well, it, was, it, was, it was a little bit ago, actually. They, they played there on the 4th of February. It's now the 14th when we're recording this. So 10 days ago, they win in overtime by four. And so they will not face Northern Arizona again. So really, Montana State and Sac State are a couple of the toughest games that remain for the Grizz on their schedule. So I think this this year's tournament is going to be really interesting because it's not super top heavy. Obviously, Montana mm -hmm. State, Northern Arizona, Montana are the class of the conference, but Sac State could beat anybody. And Eastern is right there. The, who could be competitive? And then, you know, the rest of us are the rest of us. But I think the, the women's tournament in Boise is going to be fun. So if you're going to do it, get up there. Uh, hang out with us at the, uh, what is it? The oh man, I looked this up last night. Uh, it's the white dog. Uh, oh dang it, I chose the wrong thing. If if you don't know how it's working, so the 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 way that the conference has set up the the tournament in Boise is there are team hotels, there are teams, uh, like fan zones is what they're calling it, and uh, our fan zone is at White Dog Brewing Company. So the Wildcats mm. will share that with Sac State green team. Um, <laughs> and so I think that we should talk trash about green teams uh, because we talk a lot of trash about green teams on this, on the show and I'm apt to do it some more in Boise, but women's women's tournament's going to be fun. Men's tournament's going to be fun. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So now we're going to do a segment called purple and white hot takes. We're going to have, we've got three scenarios, three categories, I guess of, 
opportunities for um, Brooke and I to give their white hot takes for these categories. And so we're going to start with, we said earlier, Wildcats have five games remaining on the schedule. So in those five games, Brooke, you got a hot take? (laughs) Oh, my hot takes are probably going to be downers, but I think Weber will win one of those five and it will be Portland State. (laughs) Okay, beating a green team. I like that. So Brooks' hot take is that Weaver will win one more and it will be PSU, which is, you know, it's fine. It's a winnable game. Uh, and that's a game that will happen this week. So you'll get to find out soon whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> I think I think for me, my hot take is that, and this maybe isn't a very hot take because of the way that things have gone, but I think the Wildcats lose out. I think they lose every game for the rest of the season and they lose in the first round of the conference and then they're done. I think that that is probably what happens just because they have not there are six games left basically six guaranteed games left and i just can't see them riding the ship in six games if it hasn't happened yet it's probably not going to happen and that the i think we've seen at this point that the eastern game was a fluke and not a trend or the beginning of a trend so my hot take is yeah i think they lose out i don't think they win another one okay well good because i was kind of Sounding like I thought I was going to be a major Debbie Downer saying only one. So you be. Oh, okay. Hey, and, and like I said, I don't know if that's a very hot take, but that's the take that I have. I know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the easy one to take, I think, like with the way the season's going. Probably pretty likely. Yeah. Sadly. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, I don't know how hot of a take that is. But now the next category, the conference tournament. And we should say that this doesn't necessarily have to be a take that is. Weber state specific could be in general in the conference tournament, because like I just said, I don't think the Wildcats will be playing very deep in the conference tournament this year. So what's your hot take for the tournament Boise? I I was going to say they were going to be one and done. I don't think they'll win that, but I'm going to speak this into existence. I don't, I don't want either Montana school to win. So I'm going to say neither one of them are going to win. Hoping the universe will allow that will help me with that so i want to say it'll be a random like somewhat of a random team maybe northern arizona winning it (laughs) so you snaked me (laughs) oh really (laughs) because that's what i was gonna say i was like all eyes are on montana state montana montana has been surging um montana state i think has not played their best basketball of late they have not and i think that people watching would agree that uh, they I would put the likelihood of them repeating their conference championship at 60% is my guess. So my hot take is that it's not the Grizz and it's not Montana state that it's actually Northern Arizona that wins oh. the conference championship this year, which you can say, well, they played in the conference championship last year. That's not a very hot take. You're right. It's probably not a very hot take, but I think that things could happen. You know, any, we, you know, three, you got to win, you got to win your games in Boise and you know, anything can happen. Sure. Sure. And I think Northern Arizona can get it done. And this, uh, you know, there's obviously good teams and bad teams in our conference, but it, it feels very, uh, it doesn't feel so one-sided. It doesn't feel like Montana state's the number one going to win all like it's pretty spread out and, and they could still win it, right? They could, they could. Yeah. It just, 
you got Northern Arizona sneaking up on everybody. We're, so this kind of goes with what we talked about last week with a team that's annoying, but not a threat. I said Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado, cause they're just two teams that I just forget. They're even, I, they're, I don't know. It's the they're blue just, and yellow teams, right? You're yes. just like, I don't care about blue and yellow teams. Yeah. And then they, we <laughs> play them and I'm like, it's just like, Oh yeah, they're in our conference. And then now I'm looking at the standings. Oh, that's weird. Apparently Northern Arizona really is a threat because they're number two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they played in the conference championship last year. Like I said, yeah. um, they don't stink. Um, but yeah, I just think that probably if you're a betting person, you probably would think that Montana or Montana state are going to win the chip. Uh, but man, and he was right there. My yeah. second hot take is that Sac state finds themselves and causes chaos. Yeah. Because they were very good in the the beginning of the conference slate and they've fallen off of late. Now they're sitting at eight and five, yeah. but it's still in there, man. They've got some, they've got some, some hoopers on that team. And I think that if they find that, that groove in Boise, they can be agents of chaos in, in that bracket. Yeah. I don't like any of the other teams, but I'm rooting against the Montanas. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, Morgan Gefeller. We don't care about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So now the off season now yeah. conference tournament is done. We're off into the off season. What is your hot take for this off season? <sighs> this is hard because you know, if it was a professional team, you'd be like, trade them all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but student athletes. Yeah. I, <sighs> I have a feeling what yours is going to be. Yeah. You know what mine's going to be. <sighs> um, this one, I knew this was going to be hard because I don't want to say it because I know what yours is going to be. And I want to kind of, maybe I'll just go with the opposite, that they're not going to fire coach B. <laughs> you can, Hey, you can, and you can steal mine where you could say, no, they're going to fire her. Um, I think there's going to be a coaching change. Yeah. I just don't think they wanted to, I think that the leadership at the university wanted to see progress and they saw some progress. I think that, Winning the conference, winning a conference game, um, tournament game last year really helped that uh, because it was a contract year for Coach Valeta Harris, and so she was able to get that win and beat Sac State. It was just it was just so for the Wildcats because Sac State was just one of those teams that Wildcats could beat all the time, and that's what they got. And they were competitive against Montana State, but Darian White exists and took that game over and led her team past the Wildcats and onto a conference championship. So. Then we come into this season thinking, okay, that was a good performance, some grit. Okay, get some new players in. Obviously, only didn't lose very many, lost Aloma Solovi and lost Corey Pencer. So lose the starting backcourt, but you know, maybe opportunities for other folks to step up this season. It hasn't really happened. And the conference, I mean, the Wildcats have not even come close to achieving the mark that they achieved last year, have not won nearly as many games. I mean, think about this. They split with Montana State last year. They split with Montana last year. Um, yeah. You're, you're not seeing that this year at all. No. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. Did, I so, guess we really need a Corey Pencer and Aloma be that bad. <laughs> well, I just think that um, it's, it's not necessarily that. It's just that you look at the roster and you go, where's the production going to come from? Um, I think that the departure of Emma Torbert mid season is also a factor where there was something that happened there where she chose to just 
leave the team in the middle of the campaign, that probably says something about what's going on yeah. in that locker room. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a regression to the mean and the mean is a one win conference team. Yeah. And that's it's, not good enough at Weber State. And so I think there'll be a coaching change. That's my hot take. I guess I'll just say the opposite. The hot take will be that they won't. Okay. If you want more of this, <laughs> then, you know, what we're talking about here, we're losing two games a week. You know, I'm used to heartbreak. It's Best true. You've been around a lot longer than I have. Hey. <laughs> I think it was six or seven seasons in with Beth Ann Ord that she finally got some wins. So I, you know, I'm used to the heartbreak on my teams. I, I just, you're like a Rams fan. Sadness. Don't give me that. Yeah. But then this year they don't even make the playoffs. Bro, your team won the ring. You know how many rings my team has? <laughs> Zero. Zero <laughs> rings won in Carolina. Okay. Well, that's one team. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. Zero <laughs> rings won in Milwaukee for the Brewers. Zero <laughs> rings won for the Jazz. Keep going. Zero rings one for the Nashville Predators. Yeah. We keep we keep going. <laughs> See, I mean, yes, the Rams finally won, but the rest might well, okay. I like the eight Las Vegas Aces, so they're good. They are good. But they're kind of under investigation. So of course a team oh. I like that's good, you know. Side eye. But I it's so hard because football, you know, Weber State football's been really good. Yeah. And so it's I don't know. I I completely understand where everybody's coming from with Coach V. It's just hard because we've interviewed players and they just absolutely love her, at least back yeah, then. Totally. So it just no. makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's and that's it. Like nobody here is saying like, oh, she's a terrible person. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Coach yeah, she's great. It's she's just, a great person. But the basketball results are just yeah. not there on the court. And I get it. I get it. It's just, yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago and then we went, then there was a home game and it was just like, oh, we were talking about you. <laughs> I, and I totally get it. I totally get it, but it's just sad. And I, and maybe it is time for a change, but not maybe, maybe I, <laughs> but does Tim Crompton want to have to hire a third coach? <laughs> he should, he should want that. <laughs> You should want that. Yeah. The only the only complicating factor is I don't. I mean, over the off season, it was a contract year for Coach V last yeah. year. She signed a yeah. new contract, and so I don't know what the terms of that contract are. Yeah, I don't. They, do you they remember? May, they may look at it and say like, "No, we can't," because she just signed a new deal. I think it was three yeah. years, and so oh, okay. if that's the case, then they may be like, "We we can't," because the, the school can't afford to pay that money out, yeah. that buyout, yeah. and then go and hire somebody else, which is um, a a you know, it's a predicament that a lot of schools have. A lot of mid majors, you know, you can't be like a, a an LSU where you're just going to fire Les Miles or Coach Coach Ed Orgeron because you know he he only won you the national championship eighteen months ago, and that's just yeah. not good enough anymore. And so we're just going to can him. <laughs> it's like what is this? Yeah. We don't have that. We don't have that kind of money around lying around. And so I may be completely wrong, you know, thinking oh there's going to be a coaching change. Like no because the budget's not there to do it. And we don't know what the terms of that contract were. True. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because, you know, every, you know, every league, every sport, it's like, Oh, you didn't win. Uh, you're out, you know, next, yeah. next man up, next coach up. Yeah. But it is different. It is different for Weber state. I guess, I guess, I guess the, we'll <laughs> the, the secondary hot take then is that if the coaching staff remains in place, 
that they will not go and recruit better guards. Because I firmly believe that if we had better guards, this offense would work so much better. Like th- it just opens up so many more things if the guards can shoot and if they can use their speed and drive to the and be an actual honest to goodness scoring threat on top of distributing the ball. If you can go find that player, a couple of players in the backcourt to replace who we have, which right now mm-hmm. I I'm fine saying that we don't have true starters right now. We just don't. The folks that yeah. we have could easily come off the bench and no one would notice. If they go and find those guards, it fundamentally changes things. But I don't think that they'll find them. And that's no because they haven't yet. We'll be going into Ex- sixth year at that point. We haven't seen that dynamic guard since what, like Ola Chamberlain, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. last that's the last dynamic guard that I can think of coming out of the backcourt. Um, who really made a huge impact. Yeah. And yeah, I know we've talked about recruiting before. So yeah, I, I do agree. I don't see them. Unless there's somebody in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't care. I don't care where that person comes from. I really, really don't. It could be Australia. It could be the moon. I don't give a rip. So long as they can hoop. If they can, if they can hoop. If they can drive to the paint, they can shoot the ball. If they can be a, a scoring threat, threat from behind the arc. Great. I don't care what language you speak, bro. Just <laughs> score the ball, man. That's why I wonder what will happen after the season. Cause we talked about having 12 returners. So now that we've had a season like this, how many will we have coming back? I know Darren and Jaden are supposed to be coming back, but will they now? Um, I, I got to imagine that if they have the opportunity to come back, they will. Cause it's not like they're going to go somewhere else. You know, a lot of times I think that players don't come back because for one of two reasons, either one, they just don't want to play basketball or they don't want to play their sport anymore. They don't want to be in school anymore. They've graduated. They just want to move on with their life. That happens, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could play more, but you just choose not to because you just don't need it. You just don't need to come back. The other thing is that you choose to not come back because you think that you'll enter the portal and you can go somewhere else. And the Wild West in the portal right now. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine that that Munka and Jaden Matthews, I think they'd get a look if they entered the portal. I just don't see them entering the portal. I don't think they would. So I think I that not. if they have, I don't understand what their situation is. They, they probably have eligibility left, I think. But um, if they do, they'll come back. Yeah, I saw, I saw that they um, did those all in interviews and I think they both said they were coming back. Okay, so there you go. I just, I just wonder if now that you know it's a few weeks later, are they still coming? <laughs> just yeah. focus on school. <laughs> they, they've been. I would say this: they've been here before. Yeah. If they didn't transfer out before, they. True. I mean, a season like this ain't gonna, ain't gonna sway them. It's just not. But I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not them. I don't know what's good. No, I yeah, and I just it'll be interesting to see some of the bench players. If they do come back, I guess depends on who the coach is. If it's still coach B or if they move on. Yeah. Um, last thing I was going to say was that uh, on the, in those all in interviews, I really like that they've been dropping them in the podcast feed that mm-hmm. has like exponentially increased my consumption of that media format because I won't sit and watch an eight minute video on YouTube. <laughs> I just don't yeah. usually, it's just not a thing that I do, but when they drop in the podcast feed, yeah, I'll listen to that. 
And so I really enjoyed the Dylan Jones. Uh, you know, they talked about do it all DJ, which is something that's mm. right here at Weber State. <laughs> yeah, <Weekly. laughs> he awesome. started do it all DJ, and now you know we hear every every color or uh, play by play guy or gal in the conference who is talking about Dylan Jones saying they call him do it all DJ. And it's like, yeah, we call them do it all DJ. And so I just love that because good fan culture here at Weber state weekly. And that's kind of, you know, disseminating out and it's finding its way. So that's how we, that's how we get stuff done. Did I see that the big sky conference actually said it too? Did I see that tweet like that? I have to look that up. They probably did. Uh, Bryson, he's, he's great. Um, So he probably picked up on it. He's super media, social media savvy. So mm, that's awesome. All right. Uh, so that's our purple and white hot takes with a little bit of extra on the side for you folks. <laughs> we gave you a little bit extra there, but let's look at the upcoming schedule. So this week, um, Wildcats will be at home facing the green teams. It's green team week. So if the Wildcats are home, that means the men are away. They'll be taking the trip out to California and Portland. So Thursday, February 16th, Sac State comes to the palace, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Your um, Brooke, Brooke Minnick will be there. So if you want to go hang out with her and bring your sign, you can go sit by her and get on Jumbotron. She'll love it. Uh, <laughs> yes. then, then Saturday, February 18th, Portland State comes to the Purple Palace. That'll be 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or ESPN+. Plus. If, also, if you have the app, I don't know if you guys know this, that Weaver State has an app. If you download it, there's tons of good information in there. There's rosters. They, it notifies you when the scores, notifies you when the game starts. Like It's a great little app, and you can also buy tickets through the app. It will push you through to the ticket portal, and then you can log in and manage your account there. So the app is great. I use it all the time, um, and if you're not using it, check it out. But... That's the game that Brooke Minnick says the Wildcats are going to win. So show up on Saturday and see if they do and bring your sign and go sit by her in her spot. <laughs> and then uh, we look forward to the following week, Thursday, February 23rd, uh, taking the trip up to the Palouse. So the Wildcats will face Eastern Washington first a revenge game for the Eagles up in Cheney, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Watch that one on ESPN Plus. Then Saturday, February 25th at Idaho. 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time there on ESPN Plus and their gorgeous arena that I really need to get up there to see a game in. Have you have you seen it, Brooke, their arena up there in Moscow? Brand new. Mm, I don't think so, actually. They just opened it last season. I mean, we, I mean, watch that game on, on Saturday, February 25th, and you'll see that that facility is <laughs> just... Oh, it's the toast of the conference, I think. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> um, then the final regular season game... Wildcats will face Northern Arizona in the Palace at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Monday, February 27th. Tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or ESPN Plus. That'll be senior night. So anybody who chooses not to return, that'll be their their final uh, game in front of the the Wildcat home faithful, including Brooke Minnick. So you'll have an opportunity to check that out. And uh, we'll see what the Wildcats can do against a very stout Northern Arizona team. Then it's the conference tournament time, March 4th through the 8th, Big Sky Tournament. Info at big, BigSkyInBoise.com. Go check that out. Come hang out with us. We're going to be up there. There's a pretty, I've talked to quite a few people. There's going to be a pretty good-sized contingent of Wildcat fans up there. And so uh, why don't you come up there and join us? Because Grizz fans always show up. Um, Bobcat fans have been showing up a lot more lately uh, because their team has been much better. And so, yeah, come up. Uh, Wildcat fans, I mean, it's it's a good time in Boise. And we'll be going around. We'll probably do a we'll do a Weaver State Weekly meetup while we're there. Probably at the fan zone. We'll just advertise that to come hang out at that fan zone, uh, White Dog Brewing, because that's the place the conference designated. And so we'll be hanging out there, 
harassing Sac State fans and then, um, you know, talking, talking Wildcat hoops, talking sports, talking about probably about some football, looking forward to fall ball and um, the, the upcoming season. So plenty to look at, look for right there, March 4th through the 8th in, in Boise for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. So email us, WeberStateWeekly, gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon, patreon.com slash WeberStateWeekly. Brooke Minnick, want to thank you so much for always chatting women's hoops. Um, Old Faithful, always showing up to this. Mm. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise I'll be talking to myself into a microphone, which is not, I don't laugh at my own jokes, folks, and that, that makes it really, really awkward. So luckily Brooke does laugh at my jokes. So I appreciate that. So, Brooklyn, we'll wrap it up like we always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great. Go Wildcats. <laughs>